Hey everyone, this is Gilbert and I'm sitting here with Pastor Matt Hadebo. Hey everybody. And we were so glad to see you this big Sunday. And what we are about to do is share the supplemental materials for the leading into week one of our grow groups for this series, this November, called Uncommon Courage. Thank God for grow groups. I mean, grow groups are such, um, such an awesome opportunity to take the message out of a big corporate gathering and put it into um, a setting where we can examine it and figure out how to apply these eternal truths to our daily life. I think grow yeah. groups are amazing. Yeah, what I find amazing about grow groups is the fact that every single person can share. You yes. know, we all study the word together. We all read together. We all learn new things from each other. And it's just amazing how, how the Lord will work in a grow group to be able to present his word to us through different voices. Yeah, I mean, and it gives us a chance to grow together. And I think that's, that's so bad. I'm so thankful for Go Church Beirut. Amen. That's a, that's a really powerful point that, you know, we get to meet together on our big Sundays once a month. But for the rest of the month, we get together in small group settings where, you know, we don't just attend church or look at church or watch church, but we get to participate. We participate. We're not just attending, we're participating. And participating can mean serving in the smallest of things, whether it's literally helping to clean up after the service or, you know, set up before the group. Uh, or it can even mean helping with leading groups and with organization, with so many different things. And it's all valuable. Yeah, absolutely. So we encourage every single person who's part of Go Church not to attend, but to participate and to be part of this plan that God has in Lebanon and in the region. Yeah. And this, uh, this week, what we're going to talk about is part one of Uncommon Courage, and we're really going to dig into the subject of walking as per what we believe. Yeah. Walking not just by what we see, but walking, or in other words, ordering our life by what we believe. And it takes courage to do that. Yeah. It really takes courage to do that. So why don't we talk about um, the subject of conviction? So Pastor Matt shared this in the message about conviction. Pastor Matt, could you talk about this point and what conviction means? Yeah, uh, I mean, being convinced of something, let's just use that, uh, that phrase, being convinced of something is, uh, that includes your values, what you're committed to, what motivates you. Um, that really, that, that kind of sums up what you are convinced of. You've been, there have been uh, truths that have been presented to you, or there's been evidence that have been presented to you. There's been circumstances that have you've been subject to, and they have influenced your commitments. They've influenced your values. They've influenced your motivations. And my goal is for Go Church Beirut to have our convictions, our, to be convinced of the truth of God's word, and that our commitments that our values and our motivations would reflect God's word, the truth of God's word. So at what point does this stop being a, uh, 
an idea and at what point does this start being part of our life? I would say when it shows up in our actions. I mean, I like, mm -hmm. you know, I like to say um, when you when you can see it in your life on a Tuesday, not yeah. just hear it on a Sunday, but you when the truth shows up in the way we make decisions, the how we order our life, that's uh, that's it takes courage to do. That's when we know we're practicing God's word. And unfortunately, today, it's uncommon. Yeah. But not in Go Church Beirut. No, that's right. Actually, that means that I can have courage to walk out the plan of God, not only at church, but I can do that at home. I yes. can do that in my relationship. I can do that at work. I can do that with my friends' circles, right? I can do that with all kinds of you know relationships, uh, family relationships as well. So... I could choose to, you know, walk according to what I believe. And that's the goal, right? Yeah. That's where we see when, if, if I make a decision to practice the will of God in my daily life, in my relationships, the people around me suddenly experience the will of God because of the decisions that I'm taking. Mm -hmm. And if we can do that corporately as a church, Think about how we can change the world around us. Yep. So actually, I wanted to, uh, you know, as we were talking about the word conviction, I was just looking at this because, you know, we, we call people who are basically judged and going to jail. We call them convicts. Right. right? And where does this word convict come from? And actually looking at it, it's basically someone who is under a conviction from yep. a judge. So. When a judge takes a judgment call on a person, you know, based on the beliefs which the judge has concluded upon, he makes a conviction. And what's interesting about this, which is what we're talking about, is that a conviction, in order for it to be passed, it needs to be declared by the judge. And then an action is taken as a result of this conviction, which unfortunately in this situation means someone is going to go to jail. Yeah. But a conviction leads to an action. And that's one of the main points that we're trying to get across in the uncommon courage theme and message is that our beliefs should lead to actions in our lives. Man, that's so good. A conviction leads to action. We see it in, you know, like a criminal court, like the example you're, you're describing. But really what I hear is the message that we're, we're just finishing, which is crazy faith. Mm -hmm. Right? Because we take the evidence of God's word and we use that to bring our bring ourselves bring us bring us to a place of conviction where we're convinced this is what God's word is saying to us this is his will this is the truth and then that conviction leads to an action where we act right. like his word is true right so <clears throat> speaking about you know walking as per what we believe pastor Matt in your teaching outlines for this series uh, there's a there's a really really nice portion of scripture and a very powerful portion of scripture that where Jesus is talking in Matthew chapter 10 verses 32 to 33. Could you read that out to us and talk to us about this? I'm going to read it in a couple different translations. I I really love this uh, verse um, in the uh, in the old English version. Mm -hmm. It's uh, whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him I will confess also before my Father, which is in heaven. That seems like a really good thing, right? 
Like, I, I want that. Yeah. Verse 33, but whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Which sounds really bad. Right. <laughs> yeah. And now, now, there's a, a literal Greek um, translation. This is freely available. It's in the Version Bible app. It's called YLT. And in YLT, it says, Everyone, therefore, who shall confess. That word confess is interesting because it is the same word as the one in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. Mm -hmm. If anyone will confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in their heart that God raised him up from the dead, they'll be saved. So it's an action beyond your brain, basically. Right. Right. uh, But it takes courage to stand up for what we believe, or let's say it this way, it takes courage to act like God's word is true in face of contrary circumstances. Yeah, actually, I also want to read this in the message translation, uh, which which I think is is very direct. Sometimes the message translation is, is quite piercing, you know, when you, when you hear it. Uh, so verses... Uh, 32, 33 say this, stand up for me against world opinion and I'll stand up for you before my father in heaven. If you turn tail and run, do you think I'll cover for you? <laughs> Piercing. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, this is, uh, this is an important point and I think it's, it's worth taking time to look at. Uh, there is a challenge for us that we're called to rise up to. And that challenge is to represent, to reflect Jesus to the world around us. Let's ask a question. Is there enough evidence in just our actions that people could see we are followers of Christ if they just followed us around for a day? Yeah, that's that's a really interesting point. I mean, if you think about what do people see from the outside and what our lives look like? I think this is something even Jesus says, right? In, in John 15, he talks about when we are in him, we bear fruit and we are supposed to bear fruit and branches on the vine are designed to bear fruit. So from the outside, there needs to be something to show for in our lives. Right. Right. And if, if there, there isn't, then those branches are by definition dead branches and they get pruned away and they should not be part of the tree. Yeah, and so as a challenge to you, I'm just going to encourage you, look at John chapter 15 and uh, take time after this, we're done, you know, with this podcast, or you can just push pause, look at John 15 and see what Jesus has to say about um, the Father's opinion of us bearing fruit. Yeah, I think that's that's very powerful. That's uh, it kind of goes back to this point about, you know, anyone who acknowledges me in public, anyone who confesses, anyone who walks according to the will of God in Jesus. Right. That they will. They both have results in their lives. And it's clear that you need courage to do that because you're going against the world's opinion, like the message translation says. So we want to talk about a few Bible examples uh, on this subject. And the first one I do want to talk about is the story of Abraham. Now, the story of Abraham is actually something that we pointed to 
uh, back in the small things, big difference message series in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, why don't you share this story with us? Yeah. In Genesis chapter 12, uh, the Bible says that it says, now the Lord spoke to Abram and said, get out of your father's house and leave your country. And, uh, it doesn't take any time at all to read that verse, but that day, you know, it took some time for him to convince his, you know, city girl wife, hey, <laughs> let's pack up and we're leaving. We're and going camping for a while. Right, and they, they, weren't, they weren't loading everything in the Toyota. <laughs> they, they loaded things on wagons and just set off uh, into parts literally unknown. Right. Um, that's, uh, that, talk about uncommon courage. Uh, it's very uncommon because uh, that's actually at a time in history where people are trying to move toward one another mm-hmm. uh, to share resources. And uh, Abram, he just sets off and says, we're going, I don't know where, but I believe God is going to show me where. Right. And, you know, he hadn't even been through any of the grow groups. Yeah. I, I can imagine that if I asked this to Ciela, my wife, she would... Uh, she would say, so is there running water? <laughs> there, there are some questions, right? Do, do I bring shampoo? <laughs> What's the deal? So, but, uh, but going back to the story of Abraham, I mean, to me, what, what I see and what really, from my perspective, takes courage is the fact that he didn't know the full picture. No. It wasn't like, exactly. it wasn't a calculated decision. It was a faith decision because yes. he heard from God. God told him, go towards this land there's an inheritance for you there. There's something I'm doing for you there. And there's something that goes beyond you there, but I need you there. Yeah. And he didn't have the full picture and he's having to explain this to his wife, to his family, you know, to what, what about his business? What about people there who might be counting on him for certain things? And he did all of these things without having the full explanation to give. That takes courage. That does take courage. And it's a great illustration for us. um, Talk about having a better covenant, established better promises, because we have a lot more full picture, right? We have Mm -hmm. the picture of Jesus that we can uh, can really base our life on and base our faith walk on. But uh, here, Abram ordered his life based on the belief that God's word was true. What would happen for us if we acted like that? What would happen for us if we act like God's word is true? That's right. And unfortunately, too many people say, well, I will act like God's word is true after I see that it's true. But Abram didn't wait to see it. Mm -hmm. He went. That's right. So... I mean, what we're not doing is we're, we're not suggesting, okay, guys, leave your house right no. now and go into the <laughs> desert. We, we say that Abraham, Abram, who became Abraham, did that in faith, and he had the courage to do that because he specifically heard from the Lord. Yeah, now, when we, when we read the Word of God and when we look at the Word of God, the Lord is super clear on specific things. So he is very clear on the subject of, of healing and our health, that he never wants us sick. It's never an option. So we can look at the word of God and we don't have to wait to hear an angel speak to us or some vision or some, you know, spectacular event to understand that God wants us healthy. You know, we can say the same thing about 
something like feeling ashamed or yeah. something about, you know, depression. Because the Bible tells us that Jesus came and spoke to us so that our joy may be made full and no one would take our joy away from us. So there are specific things in the word of God that we can take right now and apply it to our lives and say, this needs to match my life. Yeah. So the first step is like we talked about in crazy faith, which is we need to hear from God. Yeah. And in this case, Abraham heard from God about the first step or maybe the first two steps. And he gathered up this courage and he took a decision and he walked in courage and he took an action. We can also see um, this in another picture, which is in the story of Moses mm -hmm. and how, you know, Moses was not a young man when God called him. I think it was about 80 years old. Correct yeah, me if I'm wrong. That's correct. And uh, the Lord called him and said, you know, now you're going to go to the Pharaoh and you're going to ask him to release my people from slavery. Uh, eventually, you know, Moses gathered up the courage, right, to go and do that. And over the, this course of events, the Lord leads this whole nation out of Egypt. So the, the Lord literally tells Moses, all right, now leave Egypt and start walking in this direction. And what happens is they're, they're walking towards the sea, right? And there is nowhere for them to go uh, away from the sea, right? Th yeah. There's, you know, there, there are hundreds of thousands of people. That's a whole nation with families and women and children and old men. And they're walking towards the sea. And you have the army of Egypt following them. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you if you go back and, and I would encourage you to take time and go back and read this in Exodus, it's spectacular because they're actually being led supernaturally. Right. Right. There's this cloud that's over the top of them and it looks like, wow, God is with us. And then they 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 get to a place where there's no escape. Right. In the natural. They can't see a way out. And now what it what it looked like was a supernatural leading, now looks like it was a spectacular mistake. Mm -hmm. And uh, Moses gets a word from God, which is, stretch out your rod over the sea. And that doesn't make any sense to do in the natural, but it made a huge difference that day. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. But one word from God makes all the difference. I mean, it took courage to get to the sea and then yes. do that right then and there. Right. And step there and then you walk on dry land. It's like he had to take an action. Right. That took courage. Yes. Yeah. And uh, what if he didn't do that? What if he just turned back and said, OK, we'll, we'll try to strike a deal with the Egyptians. We'll negotiate with them. That wasn't the will of God. Right? It wasn't the will of God. It would have been uh, disastrous. It would have been disastrous. That's right. for sure. And so I, I think that, um, of course, one, uh, there's so many things that come up in my heart right now when we're talking about this. And what we're really wanting to focus on is taking God's word for us and then having the courage to do it. Uh, Gilbert, you made the comment, you know, you can, God's been very clear in the word with his will. But at some point we need to know what does God want me to do? Mm -hmm. And I remember a few years ago, you came to me and said, I have this opportunity. I have that opportunity. I have this opportunity. It was more like I have this problem and that problem. And this problem. <laughs> well, I'm positive. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. the Lord spoke to you. Uh, he, he did. And actually, this is, uh, you know, it really, uh, 
I think it's pretty relevant to, to such a situation. It's, it's a story that I, I guess many can relate to being in Lebanon. And, you know, there was a point where I wasn't married yet. Ciela wasn't even living here yet. Obviously, we wanted to take next steps and move forward with our relationship. And there was a point where uh, there were, we had a lot of difficulty at home, uh, a lot of difficulty with work. And I really wasn't sure what to do. You know, I, I came to... To Matt, I asked him for help. I mean, the, it didn't sound like help then, but I, I, see, I see how much value there was in it. You know, he, he looked at me, told me, First Peter 5, 7, cast your cares on the Lord and pray in other tongues. And I'm like, wow, I, I need advice here. You know what I mean? But, uh, but I, anyway, I, you know, thankfully I listened. I took that advice. Uh, isn't it? Isn't it amazing that you know? Which that, also yeah. takes uncommon courage, right? Because there's uh, it's there's a version of that where you just leave and say, "Well, he didn't really handle that very well." Matt, you know, I'm me. I didn't handle that very well. <laughs> I, I, could, I could have been a little more caring. <laughs> well, but uh, there's you know, you you took the step to put that into practice. Sure. And that's what I did. So actually, you know, I mean, th- thank God for the church. Thank God for. Uh, the 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 people the Lord puts above us as shepherds and under shepherds of what He's trying to do, and you know the Lord will speak to our pastors concerning us, and He will help us get to where we need to go if we're asking Him. And what's uh, so? What happened is I I did take that advice. I said, Lord, this worry I have about relationship, this worry I have about work, this worry I have about next steps, this worry I have about money, I cast it all on You. I just want to know what to do. I'm putting my fears aside. I'm not going to go based on worldly opinion. I'm not going to go based on what the world is telling me to do. You tell me to do something, I'll do it no matter what. But I just want to know what you're telling me to do. And I started praying in tongues and it wasn't a few minutes until, um, you know, the, the, the words I was speaking weren't coherent English language, right? Or a language that I understood. But then I got to a point where... the praying, you know, I started just repeating the word stay, 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 stay. Like maybe it was about eight times that I said this word stay until I realized, hey, this is English, <laughs> you know? And, um, and that's what you would call, if you look at 1 Corinthians 12, you'd call this, you know, praying in tongues, a gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues working together. Yeah. And basically I was praying out mysteries, you know, that the Holy Spirit knew he's, he's living in me out of my spirit. And uh, basically the interpretation of that was stay, 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 stay. If, if that's not your answer, I don't know what is. And based on that, I took a decision. Now, thank God that it's a, you know, usually he give you a word, a couple of words, and he's not going to give you a paragraph because at that point, you know, we took decisions. I'm going to stay in Lebanon. I'm going to stick it out with work no matter what. And I'm so thankful that I did that because I'm still part of the church. I'm still part of what God's asking me to do. Uh, you know, my wife moved here. We married. We're doing great, but a lot of difficulty came our way, right? We had the, the, the revolution. We had the explosion. We had COVID. We had a whole bunch of stuff happen to us that, you know, if the Lord told me all of this, I don't know if I would have enough courage, right? But I had courage to start walking yeah. in what he told me to do. And which is kind of relates right back to Abram. Abram, you know, leave your father's house. Here he says, stay. And he right. said the same thing to Isaac, Genesis 26. In fact, your story uh, reminds me so much of Isaac, 
where in Genesis 26, Isaac is living in a time of famine, which is rough right. when you live in an agricultural-based economy, right? Mm-hmm. Isaac is, is not... That's your income. He's not a day trader, yeah. right? He's a, he, he grows agriculture products. They're in a famine, and he the Bible says he sowed in a time of famine. That's not the time of where, when you sow. That's the time when you save, right? right. You want to conserve. That's what the world tells you, right? The world tells you to save and conserve. And instead, we see in Genesis 26, Isaac did the opposite of what the world said, but he did what God said. Mm -hmm. And acting based on God's word or acting like God's word is true, Isaac got God's results, not the world's results. I believe that you and Ciela are going to get the full return. You've seen some things. I think you guys are going to see greater things. We believe that. This is is our wealthy place. This is where the Lord told us to be. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's what we're expecting from Him. Nothing less than that. Nothing less. So, this is uncommon courage. Uncommon courage is acting like God's Word is true. And I want everyone at Go Church Beirut to to. Come through that process where we take the evidence of God's word. We're convinced that God's word is true and we're going to act like his word is true in the face of contrary circumstances. The world around us can try to convince us of other things, but we have the courage to act like God's word is true. So, yep, and we're out of time for this week. If no one's already told you, though, I want to tell you that we love you praying for you. We believe God's very best for you. And uh, we will. Amen. We're, we're excited to see you guys in the grow groups and we'll be back with you next week. Amen. Bless you.